Hello. Before we begin, for this episode, I created a free downloadable template to help you create color wheels. This worksheet has instructions for the three exercises I recommend in last week's episode and this week's episode. If you have not yet downloaded this workbook, please go to laurenchristineart.com slash four three to download it. These useful exercises can help you to make three different varieties of your own color wheels, ultimately learning more about color and our paints. I made this workbook as a companion to last week's episode and this week's episode. If you go download it, you are going to be able to make the most of this instruction that I'm going to share with you today. So please go to laurenchristineart.com slash four three to download it if you have not yet done so. It's free. It's for you. It's my little present to you. So go check that out if you have not done that yet. On to the show. Welcome back to the Self-Taught Artist Podcast. I'm Lauren Christine, your host. We are back this week with our Color Mixing and Color Theory Workshop for Artists, Part 4. If you have not yet listened to the other episodes in the series, I encourage you to go back and listen to them. I highly recommend listening to last week's episode, episode 42, before listening to this episode. As a bonus, download the worksheet and complete the two exercises from last week so that you can make the most out of today's episode. It is time for our review of the week. To everyone out there, could you please take one second to leave me a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts? It really helps me to reach more self-taught artists out there. In addition, if you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, you might be featured next week on our show. The title of our review of the week is Yes by Miss Aviva Las V. She writes in saying, this is my first dive into this podcast and she is living my life. I listened to the Dollar Store Buys episode and I am 100% right there with you, Lauren. Thanks for the tips and tricks. I'll be tuning in for more, please. Oh, thank you for that sweet review. The Dollar Store Art Supplies episode has been super popular. It's episode number 39, if you have not listened to it yet. I'm hoping to do another fun episode on art supplies you can buy at the hardware store soon. Stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. Now, on with our show about the split primary palette. For a long time, I really struggled to mix vibrant colors. I tried to fix this by buying lots of different colors of paint from the art store since I didn't know how to mix the colors that I wanted. I believed that the more colors of paint that I owned, the easier it would be to get bold and vivid colors 
and therefore the more vivid my paintings would be. But despite owning a ton of different paint colors, I still found myself mixing muds sometimes and not understanding why certain colors didn't play nice together when I mixed them. I had a major light bulb moment when I discovered the split primary palette. Once I understood the split primary palette, I knew how to avoid mixing mud. For me, it was the missing puzzle piece in my understanding of mixing color and practical color theory. As a result, I am excited to tell you all about it today. If you did the color wheel exercise from last week's episode, number 42, you now know there are limitations of using just the three traditional primary colors, red, blue, and yellow. We're taught from a young age that those are the three primary colors, but they really leave a lot to be desired when you start mixing them for yourself. When I mixed my color wheel last week, I used cadmium red, cadmium yellow, and ultramarine. This is a very traditional color palette of primaries. Here are some of my most important observations from this traditional color wheel that I mixed. Well, the orange was good. It was rich and intense because the cadmium red and cadmium yellow are both vivid colors that lean towards orange. However, the purple that I mixed was really dull. This is actually because cadmium red leans towards yellow. By mixing ultramarine with cadmium red, I am actually mixing all three primary colors together, which as we learned last week, results in a muddy toned down mixture of purple. Anytime you mix all three primary colors together, even in very small quantities, it will result in a muddy toned down color. So it's no surprise that the green that I mixed from cadmium yellow and ultramarine was also very dull. This is because ultramarine blue and cadmium yellow both contain traces of blue. So again, when mixing these two colors together, I am actually mixing all three primaries together, which creates muddy, dull colors. If you've ever looked at your painting and wondered why the colors were duller than you want them to be, color bias or the lean of your colors in your mixing is probably what's holding you back. You are probably inadvertently mixing all three primaries together in very small quantities and not even knowing that you're doing it. This traditional primary color palette would be great if I were painting a portrait, for example, or warm still lifes or warm interior scenes that had no purple or green in them. 
For painting anything like a landscape or a floral bouquet, however, I find this palette to really restrict my painting. What's the answer? If you want to mix all the vivid colors you want and expand the range of colors that you can mix with your paints, let me introduce you to what's called a split primary palette. What is a split primary palette? Well, primary colors are the three colors that all other colors are mixed from. As we know, it's red, yellow, and blue. A split primary is if each primary color was divided into two parts or two shades of each color, meaning two reds, two blues, and two yellows as the core of your palette. By having a warm and cool shade of each of your primary colors, this allows you to mix the widest possible range of colors. As an added bonus, a split primary palette also helps you to create the most vivid color mixes possible. It does this by avoiding that scenario we talked about earlier where you inadvertently are mixing all three primaries together in small quantities, which creates a muddy toned down color. So what does warm and cool actually mean? Well, a warm color has a yellow base and a cool color has a blue base. Warm and cool is an important concept to understand. We're gonna go one by one and talk about the three primaries. So let's start with reds, the easiest of the colors to explain. A warm red has yellow in it. So all the orange reds and all oranges are warm by definition. A cool red, on the other hand, has blue in it. All purples or blue-based reds are cool. The warm red that I use is cadmium red light and the cool red that I use in my split primary palette is quinacridone magenta, but any magenta will work. Next, let's talk about cool and warm yellows. Cool yellows have a slight blue tint to them. A cool yellow is primary yellow or cadmium yellow light. On the other hand, a warm yellow is cadmium yellow deep or any yellow that leans toward the orange side of the color wheel. A warm yellow will have no hints of blue in it at all. Next, let's talk about warm and cool blues. This one's the trickiest. Ultramarine is a purplish blue, which has a bias to violet. Ultramarine is a warm blue. Phthalo blue green shade is an example of a cool blue. Phthalo blue green shade is an icy blue with a bias to blue green. In short, a split primary palette has two versions of each primary color available to you on your palette. You want one version of each that leans warm 
and one that leans cool. Color bias is the key to mixing all the vivid colors of your dreams. There are lots of different combinations of colors that you can use to create your own split primary palette. I included a very helpful chart in the workbook for this episode with a key that explains which paint colors are warm and which ones are cool. This will help you to build your own split primary palette using the paints that you already have in your collection. Again, go to laurenchristineart.com forward slash four three, enter your email when you scroll down and you will get this download emailed to you totally free of charge. The third page of the worksheet companion to this episode has a split primary palette for you to fill in and complete for yourself. When you compare it to your traditional color wheel that we mixed last week, notice how much brighter the colors are that you can mix with a split primary palette. With my split primary palette, I notice immediately you know, the orange is still vivid and intense because we're essentially using the same colors to mix orange. However, the purple is much cooler and richer and more beautiful. This is due to the cooler red available on the split primary palette, magenta. What an improvement from the traditional primaries. This purple is so much better. The green is also much more beautiful on my split primary palette color wheel. And this vividness is due to the cool yellow being mixed with the cool blue. The split primary palette cannot be beat when it comes to landscape painting and capturing many of the colors found in nature in my experience. Also, for anyone who loves bright and vivid colors like I do, the split primary palette helps to increase the range of colors that you can mix. Hopefully, when you mix it on page three of the workbook, you'll see this immediately for yourself, how much more you can do. Not to mention, if you are looking for a way to be able to mix a wider array of colors, and achieve brighter, more vivid color mixing without breaking the bank and buying a ton of new paint colors, then the split primary palette is highly recommended. With just six tubes of paint plus white and black, it is amazing what you can mix with the split primary palette. I really hope you will try this for yourself. Let me recap with the colors that I use in my split primary palette. They are cadmium red light for the warm red. The cool red I use is quinacridone magenta. For a warm yellow, I use cadmium yellow dark. For a cool yellow, I use primary yellow. For a warm blue, I use ultramarine blue. And then for a cool blue, I use phthalo blue green shade. I highly encourage you to try this for yourself. 
Use pages three, four, and five of the free worksheet available on my website at laurenchristineart.com forward slash four three. And the link is in the show notes as well. Page three has a split primary palette template that you can mix one for yourself. Page four has a helpful guide to understanding which paints and which pigments are cool and which ones are warm. It can get a little confusing, I understand. And that's why I wanted to include this guide to different paint colors. And page five is particularly helpful for watercolor artists who want to use the split primary palette as well. I also love page five because it shows you visually what the split primary palette can do. Let me know what you think about this. I really hope that this helps you in your quest to mix really vivid colors and better understand color theory. For me, this was, as I mentioned, the last puzzle piece of my understanding of color theory. When I created the split primary palette for the first time, it really was this major aha moment that changed my color mixing forever. That sounds dramatic, but it really helped me to level up in terms of my color mixing, which if you're a longtime follower of the podcast, you know that's been a goal of mine for a long time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was such a pleasure to bring you part four of our color mixing and color theory workshop. If you enjoyed this episode, could you please take a minute and leave me a rating and a review? You can leave me a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and then you can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Just scroll down. There's a little part where it says write a review. That would mean a lot, and I will feature you on a future episode of the podcast. Also, be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so that you don't miss another episode. I will be back next Saturday morning with another episode of the Self-Taught Artist Podcast. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful week. Find some time to do something creative. Make some time for yourself and your art. Until next time, my friends, happy creating. Mm -hmm.